It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. What is going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you for subscribing. I appreciate that. If you haven't already done so, you can do so right now. Just subscribe either on the podcasting platform that you're listening to this on or go to thepetecallendershow.com. Click subscribe and then you're subscribed. Also want to thank patrons of the program like Richard, Bill, Robin, Andy, John, Billy, Lou, Grant, Ashley, Sarah, and Barry, Patrick, Shan, uh, they all became patrons at thepetecalendershow.com. The link is at the top of the page there. You get exclusive content. You get the bumper stickers. And, um, you know, you get the warm satisfaction of knowing that you're helping to keep the lights on here in the uh, the official studio. I should actually sell the uh, the studio naming rights. I mean, it's just the second bedroom here in the apartment. But, I mean, it's still, I, I could sell, I mean, it'd be the only probably naming rights uh, apartment room in the building. But uh, maybe I should explore that. Anyway... Today is uh, a new federal holiday. Um, I saw a stat today that the private sector employees average about eight paid days off a year. Holidays, I should say. Eight paid holidays, I think is what the number was, the average. Uh, Whereas federal employees get 11, or they had 10, now they get 11. um, Because Juneteenth. And I've seen some of the reaction to this announcement. Um... So like, yeah, no, I, I, I really, I really don't care, um, about people, uh, you know, that are like arguing about whether it should be a federally recognized holiday or not, or this is like, should they get the day off or not, whatever. I'm fine with the recognition though, for Juneteenth. I'm fine with it. And I said this last year too. I think Republicans missed an opportunity to reclaim their legacy. This is part of their history. Juneteenth marks the day when uh, in Galveston, Texas, a union uh, was a general or whatever. He shows up. He's like, here's the order. You are freed. And that, like, that was the day that uh, sort of marked the end of slavery. And you can make the argument that, well, we should, you know, celebrate the end of slavery, like with the Emancipation Proclamation or passage of constitutional amendments outlawing it. Like you can make those arguments, but this thing is already a holiday. People already are aware of it. And just because you might not have been aware of it, right? Doesn't mean that other people haven't been. In Texas, it's a pretty big deal, apparently, because it happened in Texas. So people do celebrate this in Texas already. Um, so we don't need to create a brand new day. And like I, like I'm okay with the concept of like the celebration of freedom and liberty in America and what the, the what the principle is all about. It starts today, or you know, June 19th. It starts with the Juneteenth celebration, and it runs all the way through July 4th. And we think of all sorts of ways to be more liberty-minded, less government, more liberty, right? More freedom, more equality, the, the principles of our, uh, of our founding. I'm okay with all of that. And so this pushback that I have seen, it's not even really pushback. It's some, like, I saw Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA and uh, he sent out a tweet that said, you know, this is uh, Republicans should be ashamed for supporting this, which is weird because like last year he was supportive of it. Last year he was like all about the Juneteenth thing and he wanted the Republicans to get on board. But now it's he's flipped. 
And it was just a really bad take. Like, this is a really good idea to celebrate the end of slavery. And, I mean, if you want to get partisan and political about it, then, yes, Republicans should reclaim their history and, and, and make this a thing, which is also a kind of a hilarious sidebar here is I've seen people who are all upset that, like, how dare these uh, white people start, uh, you know, trying to, like, celebrate Juneteenth. How dare they? <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, that's all performative on their part. That's what they're that's what some of these folks are saying. D.L. Hughley had a uh, had a tweet about uh, along those lines yesterday. Like, oh, wait a minute. Now you're supposed. Oh, now all of a sudden, like you're you want you, you want to talk about systemic racism. You can't teach it in the schools like. All right. Nobody is saying you can't teach it in the schools. You should be teaching about slavery and the emancipation proclamation and juneteenth like all of those things are part of the history yes we want to talk about and teach those things absolutely that's why i am on board and have been get on board for the juneteenth it's a good idea it celebrates freedom and uh i think it actually you know helps to uh cement in people's minds it helps to calcify the notion that like we turned the page a hundred years ago on this practice and I know that that is an uncomfortable thing for people who derive power from relitigating these issues now, which is all the more reason why we should actually support it, <laughs> because it uh, it helps uh, rob them of some of that influence. So uh, the brief overview, June 19th, 1865, that is the date when Major General Gordon Granger issued General Order Number 3, informing the Galveston, Texas community that President Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation freed enslaved African Americans in rebel states. It is also known as Freedom Day or Emancipation Day. Um, and so that is from uh, USA Today's story. So... This now leads me to a story out of Mecklenburg County, where there was a big event they were doing uh, at a place called the Historic Latta Plantation, L-A-T-T-A, Latta. And um, I'd been there, I think I went there years ago, you know, 15 years ago or something. I think I went and covered a story out there or some some event. I don't, but I don't remember it. I might not have. Um, but it's, uh, you know, living history kind of farm building, you know, and they're volunteers that they do like performances and that sort of thing. They do well, living history. And um, they had an event scheduled for Saturday, June 19th from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. And it was called Kingdom Coming. And this event first uh it got canceled and now the entire operation has been shut down because of outrage from the outrage archaeologists this is a great term i've heard somebody referenced a uh what was it offense archaeologists but i prefer outrage archaeologists uh because well these are people who who uh go around trying to unearth, to uncover things to be outraged about. And uh, one of the, uh, there's a publication in Charlotte called Queen City Nerve, which is uh, pretty miserable, but uh, one of the, the, the co-founder of this thing, Ryan Pitkin, uh, he apparently, as far as I can tell, this was uh, the root of the, uh, the publicity around this event. He sent out a tweet that said, uh, this morning, Lada Plantation removed this Juneteenth event from their online calendar and Facebook page after Facebook commenters let them know just how awful of an idea it was. Okay, so this is the first reference that I found. 
where so there was this post on the Facebook page for Lata Plantation and they were doing this event called Kingdom Coming and people on the Facebook page were railing against it. Now, mind you, the event had not happened. So all you have to go by is the description that was offered by Historic Lata found a plantation and so what they had was a picture of a black man black woman he appears to be dressed in what i think is a union soldier's outfit but i don't know because it's a grainy black and white photo uh, so it's an actual photo from like the time period and then it has you know the title kingdom coming and this is saturday seven to ten and then it says swing low sweet chariot coming for to carry me home come out to historic Lata plantation for a one-night event uh, you will hear stories from the Massa himself, who is now living in the woods. Federal troops, parentheses, Yankees, have him on the run, and his former bondsmen have occupied his home and are now living high on the hog. Hear how they feel about being freedmen. The overseer is now out of a job. What will he do now that he has no one to oversee from can see to can't see? White refugees have been displaced and have a story to tell as well. Confederate soldiers who will be heading home express their feelings about the downfall of the Confederacy. That's the event. That caused the outrage. And I'll be honest with you, um, I don't know what the program says or doesn't say. Based on that description. And maybe I'm a relic or something from, uh, from a bygone era, but... I don't judge an entire program based on this simple description because I don't know what the program actually is going to tell me about, for example, the feelings of the Confederate soldiers who will be heading home. Like, what do you think? Think about that. What do you think the Confederate soldier who's returning home, they come back and the federal troops are there, Union troops are there, they're, uh, the, the owner of the property is living in the woods, running for his life, right? And now the the freed slaves are now in charge of the property. Do you think that the Confederate soldiers coming back, do you think they would, you think they're going to be happy about that? Probably not. I, like, I'd be curious to know how that's framed. Now, if they turn around, and they're like, this is totally fine. We're happy about like, is it going to be a revisionist history? I, I mean, I would think not because it's historic Lata plantation, right? They're a living history place. So I would assume that they would do justice to the historical records. But I don't know. I don't know what they're going to talk about in the program. I actually reached out to the person who created the program, asked him if he wanted to come on the show, um, and I haven't heard back. But uh, now I kind of understand why um, they may not have access to any of their email accounts anymore because they got shut down. Um, now, uh, if your project has been shut down because you don't have the right tool for the job, then you need to go over to General Equipment Rental in Weaverville. They're at the intersection of Merriman Avenue and Reams Creek Road, family owned and operated for three generations. Uh, great people, great business. You get, you know, quality equipment, you get excellent service and you get great prices, uh, whether you are trying to rent you know, like a heavy piece of equipment or a small tool, scaffolding or something. They've got you covered for that stuff. Uh, if you are interested in purchasing some uh, outdoor power equipment, they're your source for that as well. They are your official licensed Husqvarna and Honda outdoor power equipment sales and service provider. Okay, and they service what they sell as well. Uh, so if, whether you're looking to, you know, rent a generator or a tiller or a pressure washer, or you want to buy a chainsaw, hedge clippers, uh, or a blower, you, maybe you need it for 
Uh, for your business, you're a general contractor and you need some tools for renting or for buying, go to General Equipment Rental in Weaverville, generalrents.com. 10% off your first rental, generalrents.com, and think outside your toolbox. So, all right, now you got the background, right? You got the Facebook post that goes up. You heard the description of the program. Outrage ensues. People start commenting on the Facebook page. That's racist. I'm not exactly sure why it's racist, but... Um, that's what the allegations were. So they took down the Facebook post. They took down the post on their website. Queen City Nerve starts posting about it on Twitter and social media. And this guy, Ryan Pitkin, says, I agree that it needs to be grappled with the history, not forgotten. These things can be done well if handled with artfulness, taste, nuance, tact, etc. None of those things seemed to even cross the mind of a single person who made that post comes off as white centered slavery cosplay. How do you get that? It, it is all often amazing to me, the window that you get into the mindset of the critics when they start articulating their criticism. How do you know that this isn't going to be handled with artfulness, taste, nuance, and tact? What about that write-up? Is it because they use the word Massa? Is that why? You will hear stories from the Massa himself, who is now living in the woods, because he's, he's on the run for his life. So he's hiding out in the woods, right? Federal troops have him on the run, and th his former bondsmen, so the people who he enslaved, they're now in his home, right, in the home where they worked, living, quote, high on the hog. So they're now in charge. And so, like, what are their thoughts about that? They're now, like, role reversal kind of a thing. I think that's an interesting story. Um, I don't know how they're going to tell it. Don't know what the details are, because it didn't happen, N nobody knows what this story was because it didn't happen. You guys just canceled it before it started because you didn't like the description because you wanted to judge the book by its cover. That's what you did here, idiots. I just, I reject this, this prejudgment, this prejudice is what it is. That's what that is. It's prejudice. You guys prejudge, and everybody down there did it, apparently. Uh, this guy, Ryan Pitkin, says, I don't disagree that art slash reenactments have a role to play when done smartly and tastefully. This event is not that. Again, how do you know this? How do you know that this event is or is not? Look, it may be. You might be right. You might be right. This was done poorly. But you don't know that. Maybe somebody could, I don't know, find out, like, is there a script? Can we read the script for this thing? Because it's a living history performance, right? So they have scripts. They have ideas about what they're going to convey. These are actors doing the living history. Um, let's see here. This is not that. It is a cringe fest centered on reminding folks, folks that, quote, white people suffered too. No, it doesn't. And the fact that it was planned for Juneteenth of all days makes it worse. It doesn't center white people. This, this is another line. This is a word, this phrasing that comes from the anti-racism CRT crowd, critical race theory crowd, this centering and white fragility. You know, we want to center this. Like It has now become like this verb, um, like uh, efforting. Uh, it just drives me nuts. The centering. You're centering this person's story. Um, no, it's... It's centering the entire story about what happened after emancipation, right? After people were freed from slavery. What were all of the different dynamics occurring at a stereotypical, prototypical, archetypical kind of uh, plantation in the South? W what did that look like? Where, how did the dynamics change, right? The guy who was abusive, oppressive, the slaveholder, now 
on the run in the woods. The people who were enslaved, they're now freed. But they're not the only people in the story, right? You had the Confederate soldiers coming back from war. think they were probably kind of hacked off a little bit about it, right? Maybe they're the white refugees. Did they come and did they have to try to like work with the people who now had control of the property? And hey, can I help you? And like, did this foster, I don't know, some new understandings? You see what I mean? There are all sorts of stories here that people presume to be part of this script that they have no actual evidence that it is or not for that matter. Um, Stacy Phillips, who is a Huntersville town board member said, I'm only speaking for myself and not the town board, but if your attitude is screw the concerned, then you clearly don't need 20,000 from the town. So the ASC, which is the arts and science council down there in Charlotte, uh, they said all organizations, especially historic sites and history museums have a fundamental responsibility to tell the full truth about the history they are sharing with the community with careful intention and action. Well, but that's not what's happening here, because the full truth would include the stories from all of these different people, right? You're telling the full truth. But no, you're not interested in telling the full truth. This is always a kicker too, right? The projection that occurs here. Right? These are the same people who are like, you don't want to tell the whole truth about the real history, right? But then they want to be the first ones to start carving out different stories and say, you can't talk about that. <laughs> that's not part of this story. We want to center this other story. It's frustrating and upsetting that historic Latta Plantation continues to tell and share the site's history in ways that centers and protects the feelings of white people while diminishing the stories and contributions of black people. Again, how did this description lead you to conclude this? They say this is white supremacy. That's just asinine. That's asinine. This is white supremacy? One of the reasons we stopped, and this is one of the reasons we stopped providing operating support funding to historic Latta Plantation in 2016. So five years ago. So apparently the racism has been occurring and it hasn't stopped. The white supremacy, it's all over historic Latta Plantation, has been for a while. And so they quit funding it. I guess the county and the city kept funding all the white supremacy with the Democrat majorities for some reason or another. Maybe somebody could ask them that question. As noted in our cultural equity statement, the Science Arts and Science Council says, we believe artists, scientists, and historians play a unique role in challenging inequities and inspiring human understanding justice, and opportunity for all. We believe cultural equity embodies the values, beliefs, policies, and practices that ensure people are represented in the just distribution of programmatic financial and informational resources. Juneteenth celebrates a significant moment in American history. The fact that this history was manipulated and twisted in such a manner should make it clear that the history, the tradition, and the role that black people have played in building and shaping this country are not fully embraced, recognized, or respected, and they should be. These people are drawing a ton of conclusions here based on very limited details. Again, you might be right. Maybe they got advanced copies of the script. They looked it over and they were like, holy cow, this is a clan rally. Like, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing it because I haven't seen a script of the performance. I don't know what they were going to say. I don't know how they were going to tell these stories. It just told me they're going to bring in these different perspectives. They didn't say how they would be presented. They just said, this guy coming home from the war, these white people are refugees, these people are black, they were slaves, and this white guy's on the run from the Union troops, who I assume were mostly white, they've now taken control. So that was the, th that's all I know. 
That's all I know. Mecklenburg County says it has zero tolerance for programs that do not embrace equity and diversity. Again, not sure how you came to that conclusion. Parks and Rec was not aware of the planned event um, until it appeared on social media. We reached out to the organizers and then the event was canceled. uh, And now we're looking at funding for uh, uh, the funding that we give to it. The mayor of the city of Charlotte gets onto the Twitter machine and says uh, the day should that Juneteenth should be honored and celebrated in the most humble way possible with laser focus on the perspective of the inhumane treatment of an enslaved people. Okay, so again, don't know if this program was going to ignore the inhumane treatment of enslaved people. We should not support any business or organization that does not respect equality, history, and the truth of the African-American people's journey to freedom. Despite intent, words matter, and the historic Latta plantation should know better. Again, like, I'm I'm reading through this, and, like, is the objection the use of the term MASSA, M-A-S-S-A, is that the, is that the deal? I, I don't know. Like, these are actors. I assume, like, actors are a weird bunch to begin with and like i don't know is it like he's trying to convey like that's the name of the guy would you prefer they call him master i don't i don't know so like there's this idea that they're going to center white people when they don't know that to be true the only other thing i can get here is that um that the 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 use of the term massa m-a-s-s-a to describe the owner of the plantation who has now fled is, is that not part of the story? Don't you think that should be part of the story? Don't you want to see the foe vanquished? Isn't that part of any great story? Like, that is the idea here, right? That the guy who was in charge and was treating the people so badly, he's now had to run for the woods because of of his actions, right? Isn't that justice? I, I don't understand. Do you think that's a term of endearment, that the word is somehow used as an honorific? I, I, again, like I'm trying to understand this argument that, that prompted the outrage, and I've read through so many of the comments, and none of it makes sense from a logical standpoint, from a rational standpoint. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's my problem. Now, if your problem is that you don't have a good mattress to sleep on, well, I have a solution for that, because you know me. I'm all about solutions, and this is the solution for uh, a crummy mattress. Mattress Man. Mattressmanstores.com. Go to Mattress Man. They have four stores in Asheville and Arden and Hendersonville. They do ship nationwide. They have five-star local delivery service, and uh, they have a 120-day comfort guarantee. They've got great deals going on, like a free box spring with the purchase of a Biltmore mattress. Uh, This is from the Biltmore Collection, made by Restonic, inspired by our own local landmark. And... um, you get, a, you get a healthier sleep, a more restorative sleep because it's restonic. And so this is like new world technology, you know, blended with old world craftsmanship. You get the uh, the pressure point relief and support through the five different support zones that help correct spinal alignment. So you get a restorative sleep out of it. Uh, go check them out online, mattressmanstores.com. Check out the financing available. They have tons of options, really flexible, all kinds of credit. You can get a zero down, zero interest for up to 72 months for qualified applicants. And if you do it online, click the financing link. You, you can get pre-approved before you even uh, go into the store. But go into the store you shall and tell them you heard it here. Um, locally owned and operated, mattressmanstores.com. Buy local and sleep better.
So the town of Huntersville, where this Latta plantation is located, uh, they put out a statement after all of the hullabaloo began. It says, while we have not fully investigated the facts surrounding this issue, we support statements put out by Mecklenburg County expressing zero tolerance for programs that do not embrace equity and diversity. So again, a lot of people know a lot of the details about the event that hasn't happened. It's pretty amazing. Um, Maybe they could uh, give us all a heads up on the winning lottery numbers as well. Um... Ryan Pitkin from Queen City Nerve then tweets out that the plantation requested $20,000 from Huntersville uh, City Government uh, for the coming fiscal year. And uh, Mecklenburg County owns the land uh, and the the plantation actually sits on a much larger tract called Latta Nature Preserve. It's like 1,600 acres or so. It's on Mountain Island Lake. Uh, The plantation, though, is operated independently by a nonprofit organization. Okay, Um, so after all of this starts brewing, All of the outrage has erupted. Finally, like after a day, the creator of the event issues a statement. The creator of the event is a man by the name of Ian Campbell. He is the site manager for Historic Latta Plantation. And he he issued this statement. Now, it's it's pretty lengthy, but it is important, I think. So I'm kind of I'm going to run through it. He says, many times I stopped at the Tuskegee University in Tuskegee, Alabama, uh, to visit the Lifting the Veil of Ignorance Monument. It's a tribute to Booker T. Washington, who founded Tuskegee University. The inscription I love the most is, quote, he lifted the veil of ignorance from his people and pointed the way to progress through education and industry. The statue portrays Booker T. Washington lifting a veil of ignorance from a frightened slave who is crouched on a plow and anvil, depicting tools of agriculture. But he's also holding a book, which represents education, right? Booker T. Washington sought to bring a better life to his people through education. As Chief Plenty Coops said, quote, Education is your most powerful weapon. With education, you are the white man's equal. Without education, you are his victim. And so shall remain all your lives. Okay? I, Ian Campbell, he says, as an American man of African descent and the new site manager of Historic Latta Plantation will lift the veil of ignorance. Is a black guy. A black guy did the event. Ian Campbell. Well, now, well, that's a plot twist. <laughs> right? I reached out to Ian Campbell. Well, I don't know if I reached out to him directly. I sent a message to Lada, to like the administrator at Latta Plantation, and I never heard back. But now I think I understand why. If everybody's been shut out, he probably doesn't have access to this stuff anymore. Um, he says, under my leadership... The Latta staff will assist in this educational endeavor. With the little information that we have about Latta Plantation, also known as Riverside, the stories of those enslaved, as well as the freedmen, will be told. This new narrative will also include the stories of other enslaved men, women, and children on many other plantations in the United States. It will also include the stories of those enslaved and freed before, during, and after the American Revolution, the War of 1812, the Mexican-American War, the American Civil War, and through Reconstruction. For decades, historic Latta Plantation has been focused on two time periods in American history, the Revolution and the Civil War. 
That's changing, though. LADA will now focus on the period of Reconstruction as well. Most people have forgotten about this period in American history. Most educators, as well as most of the general public, skip this section and move on to the 1900s or to the Civil Rights Movement. Many of the racial issues that we face today are linked to slavery and Reconstruction. Just recently, for the first time in their lives, a lot of people just found out about the Tulsa Race Massacre. History is not just about one time period or one group of people. The program Kingdom Coming was created by myself with the help of others. I, Ian Campbell, site manager of Historic Latta Plantation, take full responsibility for its content entirely. And to the masses on social media and politicians, no apology will be given for bringing a unique program to educate the public about former slaves becoming free. This guy's a legend. This guy. <laughs> Look, I don't even know what's in the program. It could be the most racist KKK themed thing ever. But I give the guy props just for saying, screw you. You're not getting an apology from me. I just, just legend. <laughs> uh, all right. His statement goes on. Um, hang on. I'll get to that in a minute. First, you need to get to Old Grouch's military surplus. Okay. If you are looking to build a go bag, uh, stock up on your prep supplies, or you're a, a hiker, you're a camper, uh, you're an outdoorsy type, and you need uh, a, a, like a first aid kit, you need some gear, maybe you work outside, you want some durable clothing and the like. He's got all of that, and it's real U.S. military surplus, which means what? You get way better quality. And he's got great prices, great deals on this stuff. He goes all over the place. He's always, you know, getting new stuff in because he's making all these finds everywhere, Tim, at Old Grouch. Um, and so the Old Grouch, he's the he's the new Old Grouch. His dad was the OG Old Grouch. Um, and then he took over the shop when his father passed away. He's also got great um, uh, uh, first responder kits. They're big orange duffel bag type kits or whatever, and they've got like reflective tape on it. 350 plus components inside this stuff. You're going to be ready for anything. Great for the workplace, great for uh, scout troops or sports teams or um, uh, school groups. Small business owners really uh, would benefit from having this kind of first aid kit on premises. So head on over to Old Grouch's Military Surplus. If you're heading to Asheville, Maggie Valley, Cherokee, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, just jump off exit 27 off of I-40 and head into downtown Clyde. He's on Main Street. Check out some of the other shops that are there while uh, while you are in Main, uh, in downtown on Main Street. And also ask him about the anti-aircraft gun. It's right across the street from the shop, which is open Monday through Saturday and 24-7 at oldgrouch.com. All right, so back to Ian Campbell's uh, statement here. He says, the Confederacy will never be glorified. White supremacy will never be glorified. Plantation owners, white refugees or overseers will never be glorified. What will be commemorated is the story of our people who overcame being snatched from their loved ones in Mother Africa and taken to a new and strange land to work from can see to can't see from birth to death. I don't understand what that phrase he keeps saying from can see to can't see. I, I don't know what that means. Um, if it's a reference to a hymn or some poem or a philosophy, I don't know. Um, but he says the fact that they survived and we are here and continue to thrive and prosper will be glorified. So this is a, it's a historical event obviously but it's also an empowerment event sounds like okay he says swing low sweet chariot was used to represent freedom on earth from plantation owners quote what profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun um from ecclesiastes 1 3 the profits of these freedmen 
would go into their pockets and not the pockets of their owners. To tell the story of these freedmen would be pointless if the stories of others are not included. Many of you may not like this, but their lives were intertwined. The stories of Massa, the Confederate soldiers, the overseer, the displaced white families, how would we know how the enslaved became free or what their lives were like before freedom came? It didn't happen with the stroke of a pen. Federal troops came from across, uh, they came across many of these plantations to enforce federal laws, and many of the owners fled. What they couldn't take with them, they left behind, and this included many of their enslaved property, right? Their slaves. Considered offensive for today, the song Kingdom Coming, the year of Jubilo, highlights the perceived enslaved point of view. The core point of the program was overlooked. By scores of people. Well, sir, Mr. Campbell, that is kind of what we do now in America. We overlook all things in order to <clears throat> uh, uh, build a case that supports our prior beliefs. That's kind of our jam now, in case you <laughs> were not aware. You might, you might be spending not enough time on social media, too much time uh, unplugged out on the historic farm there, <laughs> cut off from technology. Uh, yeah, we have... Uh, yeah, we've become a pretty miserable sort um, in the last few years. Anyway, those formerly enslaved are now freedmen and have taken over the masses house, the house that they toiled in seven days a week or in many cases on other plantations um, even built. They're now living high on the hog, bottom rail on top massa. They now control their own destiny. They have the right to decide on what they want to do with their lives. I'm thinking that some of this, some of the terms that he's using, some of these terms, bottom rail on top, I'm thinking maybe this comes from that kingdom coming, because he referenced it as a, uh, where is it here? Um, he says that it, it, it may be offensive, uh, considered offensive for today, the song Kingdom Coming highlights the perceived enslaved viewpoint. So I'm guessing this was a, a song from back then or from, you know, years past that that was, it you know, that told the story from the, the freedman's point of view. And so I'm thinking that some of these weird anachronistic kinds of phrases maybe come from the song, I guess. Maybe that's what's happening. Um, but they control their own destiny. They have the right to decide on what they want to do with their lives, not the plantation owner. This is what made the white supremacists of the period mad. A former slave on equal footing with whites? The right to get legally married? The right to sign a labor contract on their terms and conditions? The right to an education? Also having children without fear of them being sold down the river? Oh, so so maybe that was going to be the, maybe those comments would have been coming out of the mouths of the the uh, Confederate soldiers returning, or the white refugees displaced, suffering too, but still racist. See, a lot of people here that that stoked the outrage have no idea what the story was going to be coming from the mouths of those white people in this performance. They had no idea. They read something, they projected into it their beliefs, their prior uh, conclusions, right? Their opinions. They stuck them into this thing, and they didn't even wait to see what the black guy had constructed. Kind of racisty, don't you think? Why, why do you think that this guy, is it because he's black, he wouldn't be able to tell the story correctly? Why, why would you assume that he's a white supremacist based on what he wrote? Isn't that amazing? 
or maybe nobody knew that he was a black guy. <laughs> maybe that was it. They didn't know he was <laughs> until after he puts the statement out and he's like, screw you guys. You're not getting any apology out of me. I actually am interested in hearing the story. That's why I wrote him. I was like, do you want to come on and tell me just what the story was? Because I'm, I think that's an important piece that everybody is neglecting. We're all ignorant about what you were you actually going to tell people as part of the performance. Um, he says the Bureau of Refugees, Freedmen and Abandoned Lands, simply known as the Freedmen's Bureau, enforced many of these laws to the dismay of the white population. All this was part of what was called Reconstruction. History is not always pretty. Juneteenth was chosen because it means freedom to many, and it was a time to celebrate and be joyful. With current events that are ongoing, America is still in Reconstruction. We have to know where we come from to understand where we are going. It was painful. It still is painful. We have to honor our ancestors for the sake of those that will be conceived. However, freedom didn't come in 1865 when General Gordon Granger announced General Order Number 3 in Galveston, Texas. Many enslaved people began to steal themselves away when the abhorrent practice of slavery was brought to the Americas, right? The people you know, ran away from plantations, Union troops, when they occupied the South and plantations early in the war, freedom came for a lot of those enslaved people before Juneteenth. And this included cities like New Orleans and plantations on both sides of the mighty Mississippi. Many people complained about historic Latta not doing anything for Juneteenth. Then, when I create a unique event to highlight our successful struggle out of slavery, there's backlash from many who have never even visited our historical site. William Sherman, William Tecumseh Sherman, had a dislike for the media of his day. I understand what he may have been through. <laughs> so he just equated, <laughs> he had just equated these critics with the guy who burned the South. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's great because of his disdain for media. And he look, he's right. Media took this story and blew this thing up because it fits a narrative and they didn't even have all the information. Now, not having all the information can be very detrimental if you're buying or selling a house. Really, you need to know somebody who's been through the process and can be your advocate. Rowena Patton is doing that for us. We're buying our house in Arden. And uh, it's a that's a they're building it. And so we've never done this before, but she's helping us. She's been our advocate, asking questions, telling us, hey, be on the lookout for this kind of thing. Make sure you do this. And it's been very helpful. Now, if you're trying to sell a house, she outsells 99 percent of the realtors in the entire state. So put her and her all star powerhouse team to work for you. They'll get your house sold quickly for more money. It's what they do. She has buyers already lined up. And if you're trying to buy, she has homes in all price points. Go check out our website, mountainhomehunt.com, and you, you can sign up for you know alerts when they put new uh, properties on the market and such, uh, or you give her a call, 828-333-4483. That's 828-333-4483, mountainhomehunt.com. Give her a call, tell her you heard it here on the show. I appreciate that. And then start packing. All right, so he says, uh, when I create a unique event to highlight our successful struggle out of slavery, there is backlash from many who have never visited our historical site. William Tecumseh Sherman had a dislike for the media of his day. I understand what he may have been going through. I by no means will let this deter me and the vision of lifting the veil of ignorance. 
The event was canceled due to uh, security concerns for volunteers and staff. The media corps of yellow journalists had a perfect opportunity to educate. However, they chose to whip the public into a frenzy, and it worked. Quote, you never let a serious crisis go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things you think you could not do before. Rahm Emanuel. In regards to social media, Chief Justice John Roberts said, quote, in our age, social media can instantly spread rumor and false information on a grand scale. By the way, these two quotes were used by people on social media, leftists, uh, to say that this guy, Ian Campbell, must obviously be a right winger. Even though he's black, he's obviously a right winger, because why would you quote the Democrat Rahm Emanuel? (laughs) who was the chief of staff for Barack Obama. (laughs) Oh, but he also he also quoted uh, Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts. And so, you know, if you quote John Roberts, that makes you a right winger. Everybody knows this to be true. It doesn't matter if what he said is actually just, you know, germane to the topic about social media can instantly spreading uh, spread a rumor. I mean, maybe he could have done the old Mark Twain quote, you know, like the uh, a lie goes around the world before the truth even gets out of bed, something like that. Like maybe he could have done that quote and then people wouldn't have been oh, dog whistle to the right. Well, and to be fair, the quote from Rahm Emanuel is often cited by people on the right because uh, Rahm Emanuel said it, and then it became sort of obvious that every crisis that came along, they sought to exploit. So it was a strategy uh, point. And so people identify it when they see it. Anyway, uh, finally, the last part of his uh, statement here says it was not until after the social media frenzy that Lada received numerous emails and phone calls about the event. I also received a phone call from Vi Lyles, the mayor of Charlotte. As long as I have been at Historic Ladder Plantation as a volunteer, then as a part-time employee, then as the education coordinator, then as the interpretive farm manager, and now as site manager, I have never seen Vi Lyles, the mayor of the great city of Charlotte, visit our site or any other influential or prominent government officials. He's he's just burning it all down. This guy's a legend. Like, I don't know what his politics are. I don't know what the program was about. I don't even care at this point. He's just burning it all down. His own impression of General Sherman, if you will. Um... Do, 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 you're, oh, uh, uh, hang on a second. He says, I've never seen them in our uh, uh, Atlanta plantation. The same applies to NPR, WBTV, the Charlotte Observer, et al. Everyone. I take a flamethrower to this. I don't know. I just I got that image from the uh, uh, scent of a woman, right? <laughs> right. Uh, this applies to some of those citizens in the community that have also been offended. Your opinions and concerns have been respectfully noted. However, after reading this, many of you will still be offended. Some will be supportive. So thank you. In closing, my job will be uh, to continue to educate. Historic Lada Plantation's narrative will be to give a voice to our ancestors enslaved and as freedmen who were denied a voice. We will speak for them in a compassionate, accurate, and sensitive manner. Signed, Ian Campbell, Site Manager, Historic Lada Plantation. Um... To which Chris Miller, who I used to work with at WBT in Charlotte many, many years ago when he was a young cub reporter right out of college, uh, learning how to be a reporter. He now is and has been for over a decade a producer of the Charlotte Talks uh, show on the NPR affiliate 
in Charlotte, WFAE, where I also used to work when I was a uh, when I was an intern. Um, he responded to this with, quote, that wine pairs well with that word salad of a statement. Chris is a liberal. Um, and so he finally made his way over to the NPR affiliate. He was very happy to be there. Um, nice guy. Got along well with him for the most part in the years that we worked together. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's a he's a liberal. And this is the liberal, the white man, the white liberal man response right there is oh, it's a word salad. Um, I thought it was pretty clear. That's not word salad. I know word salad. I spent four years criticizing word salad, right? This isn't word salad. Now, maybe you don't understand what he's communicating to you. Maybe you should check your privilege or check your white supremacy or something. But I understand what he's saying. He's castigating you guys. And I, look, I understand a lot of people now are going to retreat to this kind of a, a, approach, right? Uh, and they're going and they are now empowered to do so, by the way, because the local government officials fearing the loudest and most uninformed um, blowback in the community. They uh, they've now capitulated and they've cut all the funding. They've closed the entire operation down. This from the Charlotte Observer's Devna Bose reporter who covers the racial and social justice beat. It's actually a beat now. Uh, newsrooms being gutted all over America. Can't do basic government coverage, but uh, we have that beat protected. After controversy over a racist Juneteenth event description. What was racist about the description? See, this leads me to believe it's about that word, Massa, M-A-S-S-A. It's what it's got to be. I, I, I don't understand... I, do I mean, I'll read it again. Here's the description. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. That's a line right from the song, right? Swing low, sweet chariot. Um, come out to historic Latta Plantation for a one-night event. You will hear stories from the Massa himself. It's not even capitalized, by the way. From the Massa himself, who is now living in the woods. Federal troops, Yankees, have, uh, have him on the run. By the way, that's also an offensive term, isn't it? Get, right, because that was used as a, an offensive term. It still is, actually. You talk to uh, British people, they think that's an offensive term. Uh, the, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, federal troops, Yankees, have him on the run, and his former bondsmen have occupied his home and are now living high on the hog. And I don't know, maybe that's the line, but I don't know if that comes from the song, Kingdom Coming. I, I don't know. The overseer is now out of a job. We will, what will he do now that he has no one to oversee from can see to can't see? White refugees have been displaced and have a story to tell as well. Confederate soldiers who will be heading home express their feelings about the downfall of the Confederacy. So this, that's racist? How is this racist? But the reporter just throws the term out there as if it's, as if it's universally accepted as true, as if it's just like obvious to anyone, but it's not. How does that convey white supremacy? And the, and the county government saying, oh, oh, this is, or the Arts and Science Council statement, this is white supremacy. Where was there white supremacy in this? You don't even know what the people were going to say, these actors were going to say. By the way, not for nothing, the people who tend to volunteer at, you know, living history type things like this, um, I would venture to guess that it's not all going to be, you know, some right wing conservative uh, <laughs> type of a performance, okay? <laughs> Just... Just throwing that out there. 
Um, but yeah, she calls this, this reporter calls it a racist event description. The historic Latta Plantation is now closed until further notice. The Mecklenburg Park and Recreation Department announced the statement says all previously scheduled events are canceled while the department assesses the future use of the county-owned property. The 19th century house is owned by Mecklenburg. Uh, the nonprofit operates it. Um, earlier this week, the park and rec director for the county, W. Lee Jones, voiced concern to county commissioners over summer programs as well that he said that she says in this article training children how to be like young confederate soldiers and southern bells now i actually read some of those descriptions last weekend and they're talking about uh reenactments civil war battle reenactments it's a regular program that lada has done so when you have you know 30 kids show up for this event you split them into two different groups and they play war quote unquote they you know have different sides and they reenact because they're kids and usually they're going to be boys they're like oh yeah let's shoot guns right so this is so we're not supposed to do this is that is that white supremacy too so now all civil war reenactment there is this all white supremacy too you guys are gone nuts i'm like a lot of you guys you're just gone nuts you, and you don't even see it. Now, it's kind of like a roof. A lot of people don't even see the roof, like you're aware it's up there, but you don't see it every day. You don't even pay any attention to it. But if the roof is in trouble, it's going to jeopardize everything that's underneath it, right? If you got a leaky roof, it starts leaking onto your brand new cabinets that, oh, you see those all the time. The new countertops, you see those all the time, right? Um, and you're like, oh, look at this. I dropped all this money on this stuff. Yeah, but the roof that protects it all is falling apart. Okay, so call Balkan Roofing. They will come on out and get you a free estimate. I mean, you can hire Tommy Tanktop or Chuck in a Truck. The guys who show up and they're like, hey, I got some roofing shingles. I got a hammer and I got a ladder. I'm a roofer. Um, yeah, I mean, you you can go that way. You can get that guy to get up on your roof. Uh, better make sure that, you know, he's got insurance because if he falls, that's on you. Um, but uh, he's going to put up a really cheap roof for you. And then you're going to have to repair it. So you're going to need Balkan's number anyway. So just take it down now. 628-0390. That's 628-0390. You can also go to BalkanRoofing.com. Family owned and operated. They've won awards, multiple awards for excellence for three straight years from the largest roofing shingle manufacturer in North America, a company called GAF. They keep winning the President's Award. Like it's getting to be ridiculous. They keep winning it. (laughs) They earn it. They earn it. Um, so give them a call. Tell them you heard it here. Get a free estimate. 628-0390, BalkanRoofing.com. So the Charlotte Observer story says that this controversial event called Kingdom Coming was set for June 19th. The description promised to tell the story of white refugees and defeated Confederate soldiers and did not acknowledge that black people were enslaved for centuries or the significance of Juneteenth. So that's the beef? The fact that it said it would include all of these different stories from all of these different people, but because it didn't explicitly say blacks were enslaved for centuries, that's the beef? Because they did talk about how they were freed and emancipation. and like... Instead, the event struck a sympathetic tone for those who had owned slaves, referring to one slave owner as an overseer and massa. So wait, those are sympathetic terms? Oh, I've been misreading it this whole time. <laughs> they think these are terms of endearment overseer and massa these these are you think these you think these are sympathetic terms (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. By the way, they still plan to protest. There's going to be a protest Saturday. Of course, there is at the plantation that is closed now because Mecklenburg County pulled all the funding. Um, this gets to a piece that Joshua Peters wrote at uh, Carolina Journal. Three ways Democrats are undermining the rule of law. And uh, the third one was called Rule by Intimidation. Um, he, he mentions and Joshua Peterson is a philosopher, social critic. He's in Raleigh. Uh, he's got tons of degrees. Anyway, point is, he says a growing number of uh, members of uh, within the Democratic Party have been campaigning to undermine the rule of law and the judicial system for their political benefit. Uh, you know, one, he's, he mentions uh, defunding the police, you know, practically speaking, that destabilizes the society. Uh, he talks about court packing, that ridiculous argument from the left that simply, you know, filling vacancies uh, equals court packing. Um, and, uh, and then the third one though, was rule by intimidation. And he says this, the democratic party platform mentions systemic racism five times, but it never once defines it. By the way, see, that's what is missing from all of the criticism is some definition of what exactly is white supremacist about the program that has never actually been performed. They never got to perform it. Nobody knows what was in it except the creator and the people who are going to perform it, I guess. But nobody knows. They're, so they're all just speculating, right? Just like this. So how do you address something if you don't know what it is? It can't be the case that systemic racism is so ingrained into society that we don't know we are perpetuating it and only those with special eyes can see it, while the rest of us have to be educated on our chronic complacent ignorance on racism, right? This creates a kind of authority that requires somebody to tell you what you need to know to fight systemic racism, right? The people, you know, think of the irony here. The people who are constantly telling us that there are dog whistles that the right uses, but for some reason they can hear them, but the right doesn't. But like, yeah, so like they hear the dog whistle, which usually would indicate that like you're the dog in that analogy, right? Uh, so they hear all these dog whistles, but at the, and, and that's wrong. That's wrong. But at the same time, they're the same ones telling you that, you know, I can't really define these things, but I'll tell you when I see it. And then I'll tell you how you've messed up. So we're going to need people like them to tell us what the correct response should be or shouldn't be. This, of course, is all ludicrous. And it's precisely what the Democrats are advocating with this particular kind of rhetoric uh, about systemic racism and how if you can't recognize it, that means that you're part of it. <laughs> Right. These are the same people who just canceled an event for Juneteenth written by a black guy. <laughs> and they didn't even know what was in the event, what the program actually was about. So speaking of programs ending, that is it for this program. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. As always, remember, go to thepetecalendarshow.com and uh, subscribe. It's free uh, or become a patron or you could do both. Uh, and, uh, you know, participate in the uh, live streams and get exclusive content. We'll talk with you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone. 